Hey, everybody. We're live. Wow. We are live on the internet we right now. Live. Welcome to The Weekday, episode 17, a very special episode of The Weekday where we are live. Brad Miller says, cool intro. Thanks, Brad Miller. We appreciate that. <laughs> What's your intro? Um, I think all of our intros. Cool. Hey, there's, Just, our, there's some lower thirds. Oh. Did, you not, did Mike's not come up? There, there it, it is. is. Right there. It's over there. That's cool, right? Yeah. We had a couple of extra lower thirds. Hey, uh, we have a fill-in guest right now, Andre Kinos. Everybody say hello to Andre. Okay, well, Andre's saying hello to you guys. And then everybody on the internet, say hello to Andre. Can uh, I say hi to Andre? Hi, Andre. Hi, Mike. Hey. Mike's taking up valuable, valuable internet streaming time. Hey, everybody. Uh, we are, like I said, live on the internet right now. Thanks for joining us wherever you are. We've got a number of people on the Facebook uh, and on the YouTube as well. We are currently joined by a number of people. Jenna Carter-Mage says hello. Do you know her? Any relation? No relation. No relation to no me. No relation, but she put a ring on it. So thanks, honey. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. I think Jenna is, is she doing hair right now? I don't know. Something. Anyway, uh, it's going to be a good day. Hi, Andre, says Brad Miller. It's going to be a good day. Uh, you'll notice that, so normally what happens with the weekday is that we record on a Tuesday. Lately, we've been going live on a Tuesday afternoon, and then we edit the podcast, and we put it out for Wednesday consumption. Right. On YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Uh, today, however, you notice we got this big wide shot with, I'm looking at a monitor over here. We got an amplifier over here. We got some lights there. Uh, there's a Christmas tree. I've got to do it in reverse. There, there, there's a wreath. Um, there's a drum set and stuff. We actually shot a music video in here yesterday uh, for the worship EP that's come out. Do you want to talk a little bit about the song? Not the whole EP. I want to talk about the whole EP next week. You want to talk about the song we did yesterday? Uh, We did a song called O Come All Ye Faithful. I've heard of it. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. uh, Yeah. I I don't know how much you want to talk about it. I want to talk about the rest of the EP. We can talk about next week. Yeah, let's talk about the EP next week. Let's talk about the music video itself uh, real quick. And then it's going to come out later on. Andre, when's it coming out? Do we know? Okay, later next week. At some point in time in the future. At some point, probably after Black Friday, it will come out. Uh, it is our Black Friday special <laughs> sale. <laughs> it's coming out. And when we talk about the Christmas EP, you guys give an amps away for Christmas. You guys are so cool. <laughs> we do. Oh, Jenna's cleaning. Thank you, oh. Jenna. I appreciate that. Uh, that's what she does on a Wednesday. By the way, I clean as well around the house, but she likes it her own special way, and so she does most of the cleaning, which She's is wonderful. Fine. I do all of the lawn, most of the laundry. Folding. I do like and, it when our wives say, "I I want to do it my way." It's like, okay, okay, if you're gonna make me, that if you're sounds gonna twist, great. Twist my arm. That sounds great. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. I'm here to help. Yeah, um, but anyway, so we actually shot this music video in here yesterday, and it was totally fun. Uh, you're gonna see it. Hopefully, like I said, within the next two weeks or so. But that's why we're in here today in this lovely environment here. You um, cleaned it up a little bit. We were we we have we had confetti everywhere. Oh, there's still bits. Of, <laughs> I found some in my. I found yeah. some in the hallway. Yeah. I found some in the bathroom. I found some in the green room. Yeah. Is uh, there some here? You can see it down here by the drums a little bit. Yeah, there's some confetti. Uh, but yeah, we had we had, we, had conf- we had confetti cannons in here, and I I think Andy's. Type one on the Enneagram. Oh, I was freaking out. Perfectionist, like clean up, need everything all nice and tidy. We we left the studio yesterday. We're like, oh, you know, let's just leave everything because it'll be cool to shoot it in the podcast. And Andy, Andy suggested nicely, like, well, maybe we clean it up a little bit. Maybe, you know, yeah, you you know, I just I I just I want to make sure no one like tracks around the confetti, you know. But really, in the back of his like, he just he cannot handle the fact that there might be some like. 
uncleanliness to it. Hi, guys. Uh, Donna, good morning as well. Donna joining us. Did I touch as well. a nerve? You didn't touch a nerve. I just, everything has a place. Every, and confetti belongs in the trash. Andre, we need to get Andre a microphone. This is great. Yeah. Everything, everything that's not uh, furniture or instruments or something belongs yeah. on the trash. Uh, in the trash. In the, on the trash. On the trash. Yeah, not, <laughs> yeah, not in, on it. Right. Uh, no, in the trash. And okay. so this place was pretty trash yesterday. We fired off a multitude of confetti cannons, uh, and it's going to be totally cool. We were actually watching a little bit of the playback last night before we left, and then this morning. It looks super cool. You guys are going to have a lot of fun with a new spin on an old Christmas carol. Welcome. I had fun. I'm tired today, though. I am, too. Yeah, there it, was it was a lot of energy. We were here. I mean, it was like 1 to 4.15 or whatever. Oh, straight. Um, I yeah, mean, we were just, just going. Like three-ish, a little over three hours of just rehearsing, rehearsing, rehearsing. Yep. Andre had to carry around the steady cam. And yeah, how's mean, your just... back feeling today, Andre? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, said, he said, yeah. Andre's like <laughs> just shot or just over 30, and he's, I think he feels like a 55 or an 85-year-old right now. Uh, with a back. Yeah, just really overshoot it. 105 year old. 125. Yeah, we don't want to alienate 125 anybody. osteoporotic yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I'm fairly certain there's no 105 year olds listening to this, so we couldn't offend them. We don't know. Actually. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, anyway, we wanted to finish up our kind of our series that we've been doing the last couple of weeks called Our Favorite. Well, do it. Can you do it? These are a few of our favorite things. All right, you went you went different today. Uh, Last week you went Oprah, which I really appreciated. Oh, uh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> no, it's good. I I I'm I'm with it. I'm hip with it. Uh, and actually, if you're part of our online campus Facebook group for Bay Hope Church, you saw me go live a little bit earlier, and uh, I was really asking you guys what are some of your favorite things. And I'm, I'm going to pull that post up in a little bit. Man, you um, just love the internet, don't you? <laughs> It's it's almost like I do this for a living. Uh, uh, So before we get going, Jenna Carter-Mage, her favorite, one of her favorite things is watching me watch Christmas Vacation, the Chevy Chase Chase movie. There's two scenes in particular where I always laugh uncontrollably, uh, and one of them involves... um, uh, Is it the one at the end? That one, very much. Yeah. Uh, very, very much. Uh, but the other one involves uh, the cleaning of the toilet, the chemical toilet. Oh, into, my gosh. And, and he's just out there in a... In a Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie's out there yeah. in just a very short robe and those, that <laughs> hat with the flaps over his ears. I laugh. There's just toxic waste going yep, into the you could just see You could see they added the green. Yeah. Yep, I love that. And then later on, the, uh, the grandpa, he lights the, lights the cigar and everything catches on uh-huh. fire. Yeah. I also really, really like that. There part. are some really, really good bits of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a, seriously, it's a classic. And yeah. like, it's one of those that we will watch soon, probably like when we're decorating the tree. So next you week. guys are a big like Christmas movie family, right? Uh, like, we, we traditionally watch three of them. Yeah. Which are what? Home Alone. Okay. Always. Uh, Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Always. And Elf. Elf. Always. So Home Alone is a Christmas movie for you guys. I, I, Are we going to do the Die no, no, Hard no, no. thing? No, no. I, well, I was just I was listening to a podcast last night about how like they it's the, called the Rewatchables, and they were talking about Home Alone. And there's some people within the Rewatchables sphere of you know there's a, a bunch of different people that host the show, but they think that it's not a Christmas movie. And I, I wholeheartedly disagree. Wait, what? What's the rationale? Um, that it's not a Christmas movie. It just happens around Christmas, and so like it doesn't really have to do a whole lot with Christmas. 
I, it, yeah. yeah I, no, I, I agree. I agree that Home Alone is a Christmas movie. I'm not arguing here. I'm just, there are certain people who think that that movie's not a Christmas movie. I, now, I don't think the debate is as hotly debated as like a Die Hard. Die Hard, yeah. yeah. That which I I don't think is a Christmas movie. That just it, happens oh, to take place it, during Christmas. Brad says Die Hard's the best Christmas movie. Okay, well, well hey, hey, to each their own. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm who who people, am I? You some know, people like mint chocolate chips. Some people like. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I agree, Andre. If you can't hear him, mint chocolate chip. We do. If we keep doing this at this time now, we, we need, need a shout out, Mike, for yeah, Andre. Andre. He's going to be. He's like our producer. producer. Yeah. yeah, the producer guy. <laughs> he's, he's the guy. He's yeah. going <laughs> to sit behind the glass back yeah. there and be our producer. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's run through a couple of our favorite things. Those people are wrong, says Jenna. I agree with her. Uh, um, let's run through a couple of our favorite things. Do you want to talk about what's your personal? So here's the way we've been doing it is one personal, one church. We can make this as long or as short as we want. Go for I it. think you should go first because I, I kind of forgot my personal one and I got to remember it. Okay. So my personal one. Oh, Didi. Oh, hey, I remember. Hey, Didi. Uh, good morning, Didi. Um, Didi, by the way, interviewing for a, a worship leader position. Oh, yeah. So awesome, Didi. Well, already did interview it. So very we're, cool. Yeah. Uh, we're super stoked about that. My favorite, my last favorite thing, we, we already talked about kind of my family and how much I love them and all this other stuff. But I also like to gross. be alone. Oh, uh, yeah. It's super gross. I also like to be alone. And one of the ways I like to be alone is running. Running oh, is okay. kind of <laughs> <laughs> like man, this got dark fast. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I just I like to go run. And and Mike, you've known me for a little bit, a few years. Uh, you knew me when I was growing up, and I hated to run. Uh, I was uh, we played hockey growing up, ice hockey. Yeah, running's terrible. Running was awful. And then I got older, uh, and by older I mean twenty one, twenty two. Uh, and I was this is before I knew the Lord. I was a bit of a smoker. And uh, I was dating a girl at the time, and she introduced me to running, and I hated it because I was a smoker, and it was bad. And I remember the very first run I did, it was like half a mile, and I came back in the house, and I was just like coughing, just nasty stuff up. But it it, got its kind of grips, its tongs into me. And so for 15-ish years... Uh, pretty much every day, if not every day, then every other day. So four to five times a week, I go and run. And it's this kind of therapeutic uh, thing for me. I also lift weights and CrossFit and do all that other stuff. But but running for me has always been kind of the go-to that is this really kind of time with me and the Lord, especially in the this time of year when I'm out running in the morning at 5.30, 6 o'clock when the sun is starting to come up. And I'm usually listening to a podcast. Sometimes it's about dumb stuff, video games or sports. But a lot of times it's about church leadership or sermons or things like that. And it's the time when I can routinely hear from the Lord. Like, it's just, it's kind of this, and I think it's just the stripping away of all the other stuff and really just me versus the world. And then the the sun is shining off the cloud. It's just this picturesque thing. Um, I do remember also, actually, when I was living in New Jersey, I don't know if I've ever told you this story, uh, but I it was Christmas Eve. I had led four worship services, well, three worship services, and then kind of like a candlelight service, evening service. And then some friends of ours invited us over, uh, invited me over. And so I went over there, and the friend ended up proposing to his girlfriend. And I was feeling very woe was me at that time. Just sure. like, I don't have anybody. I was all alone. I was single. I had no friends up there, nothing up there. I had friends up there, but. Uh, and so it was probably 2 a.m. 
when I finally got home and I couldn't sleep. And so I went for a run just in it with the snow on the ground. It was the most peaceful run I've ever had. And it was the moment when God, I heard God say, Hey, you're going to move to Atlanta. <laughs> like that's when I heard it. And then I ended up moving to Atlanta six months later. Right. That's totally awesome. Huh. And yeah, but that was the time, like I was, there was not a cloud in the sky. It was just the moon on Christmas morning at three in the morning or whatever. And God was saying, yeah, I got something for you. Don't worry yeah. about it. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my personal one. Running's cool. Running. Mike is not much of a runner. Uh, excuse me. I do run. He does run. He just doesn't like it. Well, I I think I feel the same thing you feel when we're when I actually am running. It's the the solitude. Yeah, you know, in oh, uh, in a good it's, way. It, well, and especially now that you have kids and you know job, like there's a lot going on. There isn't a whole lot to do outside of like focus on what you're actually doing in the moment. Right. Um, like when you're running, it's not a good time to start worrying or thinking about other things. Right. So it, it is a good time for, to let your mind sort of wander a little bit. And, um, you know, it's a, it is a good time for God to speak with you. I, I've actually heard God speak to me on a run before. Good for you. Um, especially when it comes to moving. And when I was down here, it was like October of 2014 and I was staying at mom and dad's house with Kristen. Um, and and Caleb, who was super young at the at the time, it might have been a little bit before that. Um, and I was still in the band and was running back in Ridgemore, where we lived. Huh. And I remember coming around. You know, it was Ridgemore Boulevard comes to a point, and then it it, squ- it like forks off into Ridgemore Circle. Mm-hmm. And right as I was coming around the bend to go onto Ridgemore Circle, I remember hearing God say to me, uh, "Tampa needs you." Huh? And I was like, "What does that mean?" You know, like. Like I'm getting hired by the Bucks or something? Yeah, no, I don't know. But just like like Tampa, like Atlanta doesn't need you. Mm. You know, like this this city, this area needs you. Um, like hmm. you need basically you need to be here and not there. Um That's and super cool. I heard that when I was running. So yeah, maybe it's just maybe just God likes to talk to us about moving places when we're running. <laughs> I mean when we're moving places. Yeah. Well and you know, I don't I don't do the whole like marathon thing anymore i tried um i'm my, more of a half marathon guy I, i'm a big fan of like the friday morning eight to ten mile type run but that's when i hear all of that stuff like you're hearing i hear and and then routinely i'll send emails like i'll get back from my run and i'll send emails off to the team around here like oh my gosh you guys won't under you won't believe what god just said that's cool that's very cool yeah that's super cool uh how about you okay so favorite thing is and i, I know i talked about this a little bit last week and I know we're going to talk a little bit more next week, just with the Christmas EP. Yes. And, but I have been listening to Christmas music now since like August. Of um, 2019. Yeah. <laughs> of this year. Just because uh, we had to get ready for the Christmas EP and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, there are people who are very, um, very hard pressed to the, you know, they need to follow their holidays. They're linear, linearists. Linearists? Yeah, as we called them. Um, or no, what do we call them? Calendarists. Calendarists, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes calendarists. Normally, I'm high into calendarism. You know, like I really like, I love that idea of making sure we put our holidays in the right order. Um, but I, you know, I've been listening to Christmas music a bunch. And so that's kind of one of my favorite things is Christmas music. And, and not... Um, not necessarily when you start listening to it or any of that kind of stuff, but I just, I love how when you turn on, and Kristen and I were actually talking about this on Friday, because Ben Rector's new Christmas album came out last Friday. So good, too. And so we were listening to it, and she goes, why does, why does Christmas music always sound like this? 
And I was like, what are you talking about? And she goes, you know, it just sounds like Christmas music. Like sleigh bells and... No, just like the way that it sounds. And it just, it has this timeless feel to it, uh, is kind of what I think she was getting at. You know, like it just, you turn on a Christmas song and you, you before you even hear the lyrics, hmm. before you even, it just, you know that it sounds like Christmas music. And, you know, there's a couple, there's like the big band thing. Mm-hmm. There's like the jazz combo thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like there, there's a couple of little like niches of the way that the music sounds that kind of triggers you to know that it's Christmas music. Um, but I just, I love the fact that there's the timeless nature to a lot of the things that we sing around, you know, Christmas time. Hmm. Um, even like the secular Christmas songs, um, you know, not Oh Come All You Faithful. Santa not, Baby. <laughs> maybe not so much Santa Baby. <laughs> um, but you know, like, um, uh, Eat Frosty Snowman. Rock or, Around the Christmas Tree. Um, what's the... Jingle, yeah. yeah, Jingle Bells. White Christmas. White, yeah. um, you know, Let It Snow. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things. Um, I just, I there's something about that 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 really evokes so much emotions from from so many people, so mm-hmm. many different emotions from so many different people, and uh, I just I really think that that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not really anything else in life that does that, um, especially seasonally or culturally even. Hmm. Um, I can think of one and that would be. Uh, college football fight songs. They routinely. Okay. I think uh, like when I hear "Hail to the Victors," I think Michigan football. Sure, but that's that's one singular song. Correct. That's not a group of songs that all relate back to one singular thing culturally yeah, speaking. Okay. I can I'll uh, that it. affects that many people. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I just I really love. And especially, you know, now that I've been sitting with it for so long, like, even though, you know, I've heard Joy of the World like a thousand times now, especially the arrangement that we did, I didn't really get sick of it. You know, like, it's just, it's something that has always been there for us and just is going to continue to be there. So, so. do you think, and, and I, I, we might, we don't need to go down this road if we need to, but do you think that's because that's the way we were raised because of the Christmas thing with grandma and all that? Uh, yeah, so for those of you who don't, we, our family, my mom's side of the, fa- our mom's side of the family, uh, our grandparents, so her parents held this thing called the Christmas thing every year for every like year. 50 or 60 years, mm-hmm. literally 50 or 60 years, where they would invite everybody over from their side of the family to sing in their basement Christmas songs. And we had two books, we had a green book and a white book, everybody shouted out requests from each one of those books, and we'd sing through every song once. And grandma would sit there at the piano and play, yep. and then... And our grandpa would literally be the worship leader. He would and, be the worship leader. And stand up in his, you know, green... Um, like polyester Not, pants. Yeah, nylon and polyester yeah. pants. Um, and, you know, lead these songs, and it was a great. And then afterwards, we everyone would bring over Christmas desserts or whatever, and we, we'd eat those. And the magnitude of what Mike is saying is, is a little lost because you, in 1950 Flint, Michigan, right. the houses they made were about the size of this studio. Yeah. And so the basement was maybe half the size of the studio. It, yeah. wasn't, that, it wasn't that small, but it was small. Nope, and, but I think that you're right. Like, yeah. The where sixty people had to cram in yep. was the size of this black square, yep. you know, and so like sixty people, yep. <laughs> and nobody was, and, and everybody looked forward to it every year, yeah, and and at four generations of people, yeah, and then we would do, mm. we would pull up the kids for, um, like whoever was like, we were kids at the time, we'd do yeah. specials, yeah, huh? and we, yeah. you know, we'd prepare something, and even if we didn't prepare something, we'd yeah. get up and sing Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, and. So yeah, so I, I do think that's part of it, but like I also just think that those songs immediately transport you back mm. to something, and then even these new arrangements that people do, 
like there's still something nostalgic about them no matter what sort of instrumentation they put into them. Hmm. Uh, so I just, I don't know. I, I think it's really cool. That's cool, Mike. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I'm going to go quickly because uh, yeah. we're kind of running on time here. Um but my favorite church thing is actually the holidays at church. Uh, and I know we've been hitting this. I feel like we've been hitting this in everything that we're doing. This is my favorite time of year from really the Halloween. And it's not because of Halloween. It's just because really the day after Halloween is my fa- one of my favorite days until really December 26th. Uh, and I don't mind New Year's, but December 26th is yeah. when everything kind of gets a little depressing. I love <laughs> I love these seven weeks here uh, simply because it, it just – it feels – in a church, it feels there's a new – there's almost like a, a summing up of what happened throughout the year, series-wise, topic-wise, offering-wise, everything-wise. And then there's that feeling of fresh expectancy that yeah. lends itself so well to what the church actually should be doing, right. bringing people new life, bringing people all these things. And, you know, Christmas for preachers and, and worship leaders is usually pretty bad. Uh, it's not bad. It's just... It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and it's on the same topic that we do every sure. single yeah. year. Mm-hmm. So every 12 months or every 10 months sometimes... We know we're going to be doing Christmas stuff, and we know you're going to talk about, you know, angels and shepherds and stars and all that other stuff. And so there's not really a whole lot more you can do. You can get creative with it. Um, But the by and large, the the, the idea that the congregation starts to come together and people wear different clothes and, you know, things just start to look different. The lobby looks different. The studio – oh, my gosh. I just hit everything. (laughs) Uh, The studio looks different. You know, everything just feels cool around yeah. here and i love it I, yeah. I love this time of year i'm gonna I, i'm gonna fix my pop filter no that's fine i um when i first got here to bay hope van dyke at the time um it was christmas time so i mean i oh, yeah. i started working here on my birthday december 2nd um and so or i guess that's when i was hired so we went right into christmas and i just i remember the first thing one of the first things that i heard about pastor matthew um when it comes to christmas Series and all that kind of stuff, Christmas content. We're having a rough time with this pop filter. Yeah, I'm you just really gonna are. hold it. How's okay, that's fine. Uh, he just, like the phrase that he uses a lot, and that now that Zach uses a lot, especially when we're playing and stuff, is don't mess with Mary. Yeah. Just just don't mess don't with Don't mess with Mary. You don't, need to me- you don't need to try and like go above and beyond and make things like weird. Just. It's Christmas, Yeah, man. it's Christmas yep. and lean into it. So, uh, real quick, so for one of my the favorite church things, if you. Um, if you came to church this past Sunday, if you watched it online, if you. Um, yeah, so, and if you haven't yet, I, w- I would encourage you to go back and do that because in the middle of the service, Pastor Matthew actually got to interview one of our rock star people we have on staff oh, yeah. here. Uh, her name's Cheryl Jackson, and she's amazing. Mm-hmm. So she runs our at-risk kids ministry, and that's just one of my favorite things here at church mm-hmm. is all the stuff that at-risk kids ministries do at yeah. church. And if, like I said, if you haven't watched the service from this past weekend, Go back and do it. Go back and watch the service and uh, watch the interview he does with Cheryl. And it is just this 50,000-foot view of over what Cheryl is doing. But, like, day after day, she is pushing the ball forward. Mm. Um, she has an undying passion for kids who are at risk and kids um, in the, the juvenile justice program, kids uh, now, you know, now involving orphans and... Um, orphanages and foster homes. And I mean, just she's constantly trying to think of ways to not just be in those areas, but to try and expand um, because her her passion is that is that large and her love and, and compassion um, for those kids are so is so huge. Uh, I mean, that has expanded all over the state. And yep. now they're talking about going into different states. They're already in Alabama. Um, and it's just yeah. And, and, and continuing to go like she is an expert at what she does. 
Um, and I just, I, lo- I love hearing the stories and I've had, I've had the, um, the privilege of going, you know, um, a couple of Christmases ago and, uh, we, we weren't probably not able to do it this year cause of COVID. Um, oh, yeah. but going into, uh, one of the juvenile justice facilities and, um, you know, singing some Christmas songs with, uh, specifically it was, it was a girl's place and, you know, singing with them and it's just really cool. I, I got to make pancakes for them and, and you know, um, it's just it's a really cool, those stories are some of the most redemptive things. Uh, and then, you know, like Cheryl, she, she gets them in the, their whole team, Debster and all that kind of stuff. They get, they involve them, um, in the church. So they get to watch, they, they stream services over there. And then when we do baptisms, uh, they actually bring over a lot yeah. of the girls who want to get baptized. Yeah. And it's just, it's the best thing. One of the best things that we do here is seeing those girls go under the water and come up as baptized believers. And it's, they they feel such there's such a a different sense of joy you know that it, that we get to experience with them and um, you know I'm obviously I'm, I'm so happy for them but yeah Cheryl I mean is is amazing and so I know that like I said if, if you go go back and watch the service and we're actually I think the month of November is um, at risk kids month. Yeah. At risk kids month, so we we we've been talking about a lot. Of, we've been talking about SKP, mm-hmm. which is uh, the Suncoast Kids Place, which is a really cool thing. And November is the At Risk Kids Ministry yep. offerings. Yep. Um, so if you want to give specifically to At Risk Kids Ministry, uh, you can do that for the month of November and just really, I mean, get inspired by what they do because it's incredible. It is so, incredible. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up right now, right here. Andre, thanks for helping us out today, dude. Thanks, Andre. Uh, oh. oh! <laughs> Oh, you jerk. Oh, not my coffee. No. Not my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I got to go clean up some more confetti. Everybody, thank you. If, for those of you that are listening on audio What a version, great producer. Yeah. That's how you uh, produce a show right that, there. Yeah, Andre is all about the content. Yeah. He literally just popped off one of the poppers that we used yesterday for the film or the shoot. Hey, everybody, we love you. We will talk to you next See ya. week. Goodbye.